This is The Mooncast Welcome to The Mooncast. I'm here. I have a very special guest today. Um, My brother, my friend, (laughs) business partner, um... Very inspirational person, you know, he's uh, runs his own coding company. Tan, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, I'm Tan. Uh, I have a coding agency. We do mainly web development, but uh, we also do white label coding, which means that we programs for companies, brand companies, but they and then they put their own brand on, on the software. You won't see my name on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this for? Mm. More than 15 years. 15 years? Yeah, yeah more than 15 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. And um, why did you start? Can you walk us through like why you started, why you decided to do coding? Uh, well, the thing is like, because I was like a, a gaming nerd. Yeah. So I was playing a lot, a lot of like Flash games online because now Flash is not anything anymore. I think. Yeah. But I want like, but Flash game, you, to play a Flash game, you have to go to bounce on different websites, you know? So I was like, oh, fuck, I just waste time saving bookmark and then I, wait, I forgot the bookmark and then I have to sign the, which game or which website is that. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, I want a website that I can keep all the my favorite flash game there or, yeah, yeah. or just can review my games there. So I started building my own website with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's why. And then I started building website. You understand, okay, to save data, you need database. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing also backend stuff. Yeah. And then after that, and then you see, okay, this is gonna work as business. Yeah. And then I'm gonna start making free website for friends, free website for business. Then yeah. you start learning SEO and mm-hmm. other stuff, and then then I make my job. Yeah. And um, can you explain a little bit about the differences between like a back end developer versus a front end developer and a full stack developer? Like, what are the differences and the nuances between them? Okay. Uh, front end is what people see on the screen. No, the yeah. button, the banner, the picture, yeah. the layout, uh, yeah. how the thing is working. And the backend is how the data behind the website is recorded. You know, when you yeah. do login, yeah. you see the input, you know, put the email, put the password, and then the button. That's yeah. the front end. Okay. Yeah. The moment you press login, yeah. then the login, the function about behind the button, that's the backend. It's ask the query and then ask the database behind, behind say, Hey, this email and this password, does it exist or not? Yes. Okay. And the full stack is able to do the combination between the two, right? Yeah. Full stack means that you, you are able to do both front end and yeah. back end together. Yeah. And with like HTML and JavaScript, can you explain the differences between them? Like what's um, more of a progressive language, more nuanced language and more simplistic language, coding language? And uh, yeah, can you explain the differences between HTML and like JavaScript? Uh, HTML uh, is not actually a coding. Okay. It's called markup. Okay. okay. Which means that uh, you don't have to understand any logic. Okay. It's not like if something is that, and then you do this. Okay. Yeah. HTML is just something that you place there. Or say, say this is a picture, and then I will see a picture. So I put like a tag IMG. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I put a text, and then I put a tag P, which means paragraph. Yeah. There is no any logic. The only logic is that how you put the layout, okay, and then where you push the block. Mm-hmm. But the HTML is just to show the data that you get, okay, mm-hmm. basically. 
Yeah, got it. So HTML is more for showcasing the data and JavaScript. But that's the basic. Uh, the language, JavaScript right? is to make this data. Uh, it's more also to elaborate data or make the, the the at the beginning JavaScript wasn't like that. Okay, at the yeah. beginning JavaScript was like hey, made a special effect of button like I click a button and just move. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, or you click the button and get the annoying pop up. Okay. Yeah. That's the beginning was JavaScript. Yeah. And after that, now we get JavaScript, then you can work on backend with JavaScript right now. Yeah. Also. But the beginning JavaScript was like to make a nice animation on the on the screen, which is was only front end language. Yeah. Interesting, man. Interesting. And there's also like different more complicated stuff like um, you know, like Rust, Solidity, and all these different. This is more Web three, right? Yeah. Uh, Rust is more backend stuff. Yeah. Solidity is more Web three and yeah. blockchain stuff yeah. like. Uh, Ethereum, like or AVM, which means like compatible with uh, Ethereum. Yeah, the Ethereum stuff. And uh, you learned all this stuff yourself, right? Like, or did you did you did you go through like a coding camp or coding course or something like that? No, basically I studied everything myself, which means. Uh, but you can find many courses online, and then I can advise that you can go on Code Academy. Yeah. Have really nice free course there. And I did put my brother on Code Academy and got really nice result. Yeah. Get some basic, but the thing is like you don't need to go through professional course or go to a university to understand things. The thing is like you you just need to find the the code you want. What do you want to do? Because yeah. like I want to do data analyst because I like database or want make yeah. website. I want make smartphone for for blockchain. Okay. Yeah. After you know what you want to do. Then you find the language that you need to learn in order to do that. Yeah. And then after that, you can find a lot of tutorial about that. Yeah. And after that is like the most, I also did this error. Like you go through too many tutorials, like tutorials, tutorials, like hours, hours, yeah, hours, yeah, tutorials, yeah. and then not do any shit. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, these are fun. Another tutorial. And let's watch my, okay. No, no, yeah. absolutely no. You just, just do one and then start do start making things okay even if like just copy pasta okay you yeah. watch a screen and then copy pasta it's really important that you start those things right away yeah because even if you don't understand anything okay you just copy and paste say okay you validate yourself say, oh i can do this i can make this work you know this yeah. is working okay yeah, 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 yeah. i can see the picture of a cat on the screen yeah you know, oh wow nice okay yeah. i can put my name on the screen wow yeah, okay yeah. nice after that you can experiment okay and then you go out from the binaries and say okay you just testing and then move stuff around and then yeah. understand why this is working okay mm -hmm. but the third step I say is like you go through one tutorial try to do what they're doing mm -hmm. and then try to mess up with the stuff you know like okay you were able to copy pasta that okay you copy paste and working okay you know it's yeah. working yeah now try to break it down I mean like hey why this button working like why when I click this one go have a pop-up mm -hmm. and say hello why you cannot say my name and so okay you just try to scramble the code by yourself and then yeah. It's very important when you see what you see, uh, what you write down, what what you do, mm -hmm. and understand why you write down that way. Yeah. And uh, what would you say the most difficult thing for you in coding is? Is it staring at the screen for like a very long period of time, or what, what is what is the hardest part? What's the most difficult thing for you? Oh, the thing is, stay the, stay on the screen long time is the least of the problem because like when you go, when you are concentrated, your focus. You even forget like also how 
when you have to eat, you know? Yeah. It's like, you're so focused, like, okay, I have to solve this, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The most difficult things, difficult thing is when you get uh, some really complex case or really specific case. Yeah. And there is no tutorial because tutorial is like teach you how to make like the list or the button or mm -hmm. the cute things, the, the, the most simple things. Yeah. And the most hard part is like when you get some specific case for like you work like for a corporate company and then they have like super specific need about yeah. doing something like some specific report or some specific people doing stuff. And then like sometimes you spend days to debug because like, you don't you don't have like another scene you say hey you ask the <laughs> what do you do no yeah, yeah, yeah so you have to find yourself how to debug or how to how to make this the code work in the way they want you know yeah or sometimes you or sometimes you need to test the new technology and then uh because like you find out it's more efficient but yeah. the thing is like you have a, this huge platform and then you have to translate the huge platform old one into the new one, you know, and mm -hmm. then you have to rewrite the code and then translate the old language with the new language. Is there like there's a transmitting software that you can switch the one language to another language, like for instance, Rust to JavaScript or whatever, you know? Uh, uh sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. For example, for apps, now yeah. you see apps really common and then really making apps super cheap because yeah. they write down writing them in JavaScript. Yeah. And then there's a program that okay break down the code and then rewrite them in, in Swift or Android uh, like C yeah C language yeah with Android SDK so and then you write the code once and then you code for Android and then you call the iOS mm -hmm. but sometimes you don't okay? yeah you you have to manually refactor the stuff wow and how long does that usually take when you're manually refactoring the stuff and and trying to basically disseminate the information from one coding language to another. Like how long does that usually take? Oh, it depends how complicated is the original platform. Wow. Okay. I mean, if you're just making like a simple website, maybe a few days, one week. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I have another platform that have that managed 40 website yeah. and have ten, tens of thousands of product going to take like at least a couple of months of refactoring. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and for you, when did you know, like, because you started what, like 15 years ago? Yeah. So when did you know that, okay, I can actually take this skill set that I've built and actually like do this on my own full time? Like, when did you know that you could take that skill set and actually do it on your own full time and actually build a company and actually do those things? Well, because uh, I did start when I was working nine to five yeah. in another industry, which is like fashion industry. Yeah. And another type of coding. Anyway, yeah. I show you that how is is different. The coding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, you do this as a as a side job, you know. Yeah. It's, I don't ad, I don't advise people like okay, just close down your nine to five and then throw yourself in, yeah. into the into program coding arena. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, take step like in life, you take take a little step, and then yeah. when one step is stable, take another one. No. Yeah. For example, like you go in a stair. Okay, you won't go up if they. The, the current step is not stable okay yeah so the thing is uh i did start coding i did start like make nice website okay yeah and then when i get started i see people that start paying me to make website or yeah. or fix their website okay yeah and then i see then that when the income is like slightly less than i was getting but okay allow me to survive yeah okay i was like okay fine it's time to change you know? yeah yeah it's not like okay Oh, I throw myself in the fucking arena and then there is a lot of like super expert code that like yeah. can, can dump on you because like 
they're yeah. much, much expert than you and do those things like three days fast, two times faster. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it makes absolute sense, man. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I, I think it's best to do like the incremental, like how you said, because like, yeah, trying to trying to go through everything just like quickly and trying to quit your job quickly. Everyone's trying to escape the matrix, right? Yeah, but every time try to escape the matrix, but if you go out slowly, like in, in, in two years or in one week, the result is the same, you know, result, same result, result yeah. okay? But the thing is like, you might get less problem if you're doing it slowly and understand every step. Yes. Because like if you fall and then you don't know how to get up because like you go through so fast that you didn't learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And also like you, you began uh, with the structuring of your company. You did it like in, I guess, like in Italy and with the tax. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit about the yeah. tax situation <laughs> in Italy? Like I know it's, it's, it's quite in, crazy, man. Yeah. In Italy, the tax rate, the real one is about like 70 percent so like i make like i think i 1000 euro invoice i get like actually 300 okay the other 700 is like already taxed guys do you, do you guys hear this 70 <laughs> percent tax rate what are they doing with the money is it, the infrastructure and everything i know i've been to italy like three times and infrastructure looks amazing you know it looks great the translation is yeah. good quality translation yeah. our healthcare is good too as well yeah yeah, Italian like to complain a lot, okay. But yeah. I have been around the world, like I have been in China, I have been UK, I have been in US. Yeah, and I can say that Italian healthcare and infrastructure is really nice, okay. Yeah. But it usually Italian doesn't know because like they go out of Italy like a couple of times per, per year, so yeah, they, they yeah. don't see the, any difference. You know, they go yeah. like in the, in the village and then don't see anything. Yeah, but actually, like for example, I like, uh, you can get that. Uh, an ambulance to your home. Yeah. The ambulance carried to the hospital. You get checked. I got the X-ray, okay. Yeah. And then after that, I got like some medicine for a doctor. I, I got visit from two different doctors, and then got the medicine. And then the ambulance sent me back home. I didn't pay anything. Wow. Zero. Okay. That's crazy. So that that portion is good as well. And also, like I'm guessing, like the higher education is free too as well. Not free, but it's well, not universal. Universal. More so, right? Like uh, it's redistributed through the tax. Via the taxes up right? to up to high school the education is kind of free yeah but you have to pay the books okay 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 yeah but you you don't have to pay for school from the high, till high school okay 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 and also the public university are, are not that expensive as, as like in the us yeah so why are they still have physical they don't have like ebooks and stuff like that like physical books I mean, you know, Italy is not famous for innovation, you know. Yeah. Italy is famous for traditional industries, so they're yeah, going to yeah. be the last one to yeah. do the tradition, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. 70% taxes. Man, that is insane, man. Like, and now uh, that's why I also moved my company in different countries. Yeah, I mean, because we're smart, man. We think, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I run my ass off and then it's you. Yeah. What I, I get this? Oh, yeah. come on! Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like okay, you spend a lot of money, but mm, actually, I, I could get the like I with the money I spend on tax, I can get a, a private insurance. Like, yeah. I can get a helicopter, get me a for home, you know? Yeah, yeah, literally, man, literally, seventy percent tax. Because I thought, I actually thought Germany had a higher tax rate. Because actually, they don't. It's not seventy percent in Germany. I think it's like 40 percent. In Germany, also like in that. Italy, have start from 
23 and then 35 and 14. Yeah. But I made an Excel sheet, okay? I, I made like the calculation on Excel is that the total is like, okay, from 60 to 70 depends on the industry, okay? Yeah. The official rate is like until, I don't know, 50,000, 50, you pay 23%. Yeah. After the, from 50,000 to 80, you pay the 35% and then yeah. after. But the thing is like, you got like also company tax, regional tax and yeah. other tax and national insurance tax. Shit, man. And one one bad thing is like you open a company or you open yeah open a company or you start be a professional. Mm -hmm. You even if you do zero invoice, you do zero income mm -hmm. this year, you still have to pay more more or less five thousand euro tax per year for national, wow. for national so health. <laughs> Just because you own the company, right? So in the company, yeah, you, you didn't make company, any money. Zero company, only yeah. expenses. Okay, yeah. you still have to pay for yourself. Yeah, four thousand euro more or less. Man, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's good that we uh, we structure over here in Bulgaria and get that ten percent tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are also other good countries. Yeah, but for example, before Bulgaria had been in Slovenia, and Slovenia have a really good tax rate because until one hundred k income, yeah. you just pay twenty percent tax on it. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, twenty percent is not bad. It's yeah, not Bulgaria, but I mean, it's still it's. Still... It's not Bulgaria, but there is a trick that actually you can make you pay for actually four percent ah okay okay would you like to disclose it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean if, if not it's fine it's fine no no it's, yeah. not, it's not legal you know, you, you know what you know what let's uh schedule a consultation <laughs> and we can we can talk more about about uh tax avoidance not tax evasion these are two separate things right guys we don't this is a tax optimization yes tax optimization that's that's a perfect term right so we don't uh we don't uh, evade taxes you know um yeah. we, so we don't encourage thing... it. pay your taxes guys you know but <laughs> pay tax but where's more convenient yeah <laughs> exactly yo so i know that you're you're in the um, in crypto like me you know like we talk about it all the freaking time man so i just want to know like What's your what's what's your favorite coin right now that you're looking at? And like, um, wh where do you see the landscape in the next two to three years in the crypto industry? And like, what what what's like your favorite uh, coin right now that you that you're holding, not holding, or which one that you're looking at? My uh, I have different coins, a lot a lot of different coins. Yeah. There's a lot of like spray and then steel stuff are curious, yeah. but my main coin is WMT and. Can say cosmos cosmos yeah okay. cosmos man. cosmos and wmt yeah. wmt because uh it's the first one that have co is connecting the real business like onboarding like people paying stuff yes to crypto yeah. which is i think a lot of crypto say hey we are real five blah 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 blah, blah. but the only one who is getting money are just like less than 10 uh, or even less than five actually in crypto yeah and wmt yeah. is one of them yeah yeah, no, I like I like WMT a lot too, man. Especially the work they're doing. They're partnered with Starling, no? They partner with Starling, yeah. Yeah. Also partnering with Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be something serious in the next two to three years, man. That that one, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. You know, I'm excited. I get I get really happy, you know, when I hear these types of things. Um, as an investor, you know, it's uh it's quite good. But like, can you name some of the the challenges that you face, sort of like as a as a coder entrepreneur? Like, what are some of like the challenges that are like 
uh, some of your biggest challenges that you face, you know, um, running your own business and everything? Um, well, when you start this kind of business and you start get really specialized, uh, most of the customer doesn't understand the technology and the effort that you do for the, to, for do this. You know, yeah. sometimes you optimize things really well and then you do something really fast and they say, hey, you yeah. did it fast, I have to pay you. I mean, because I'm good, that's why yeah. I'm faster than other, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like if I like, for example, I'm a good carver, okay? Yeah. If I'm a, a newbie, I'm gonna take like three days to make a ball. Yeah. And people pay for these five days. But if I'm an expert, why I'm gonna take half a day? Yeah. For the same product. Mm -hmm. So why should you pay me less? Exactly. Because I take less time. You take less time. <laughs> you're just more efficient, you know. Yeah. So do you do you, is it hard to try to explain to them? that you're just very optimal as a, comparatively to other coders in the same industry as you? Yeah, I mean, optimal. This, this, I, I occupy a really, a really niche on, yeah. on the coding, which is like promotional coding, B2B and white leather stuff. Yeah. And I usually don't work like with the broad public. It's like usually when someone is called asking me for a quote, usually is a company that already know me yeah. or is another big company that is sent is not another company, okay? Yeah. I usually don't work like people, hey, I need a website and then pay me like 5K to make a website. Yeah. I, do, I usually don't do stuff. <laughs> I usually work with company and we make contracts because yeah. usually when I'm, because when I, when, I, when I work on a website, usually web platform, I usually have to also start to make a project, you no know, architectural stuff like this because I have been I have been in big project with other people working on them, and usually when you work on some someone else stuff, end up in a really mess. Really, it, most most yeah, many times I've been fixing other people's stuff. Yeah, they start something and then I continue that part, and then have to fix all the other people's things yeah. because usually people uh, do stuff. Only for their part, they don't mind. Or also, like, hey, someone did ask, have to work on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you, you basically, you're saying that like people are basically doing stuff um, half-heartedly, and so they leave them, they make a mess and they leave it for you to clean up, more, more or less. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, it's not all agency like that yeah. because you have like agency that like underpay the coder and then they make long hours and yeah. then they, okay, they are like okay, it's like seven o'clock in the evening okay i want to go home and see my family yeah. just okay wrap it out like this okay <laughs> and then they go home yeah they don't care it's like because that app the project manager problem is not my problem i get yeah. i the code yeah no it makes sense it makes sense and you get most of your your clientele is mainly in um italy right yeah mainly in italy. yeah and um how's the um the the living conditions in, in italy like what would you say because when i've been there three times but i've only <laughs> visited there You've actually lived there. So what would you say, like, how is it like to live there as an actual citizen for, you know, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever? Well, I was born there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been in like five, six different cities from the center to the north. Mm -hmm. So I've been like in Padova, which is near Venice. I've been in Milan. I've been in, uh, uh, in the center, yeah. like uh, Forli, which is near Rimini and whatever. So, uh, I mean, Italy have a really good uh, standard living. I mean, it's, it's not a good place to make business, yeah. but if you have money, it's really a good standard about living because you yeah. get service, you get a nice weather, 
you get really good food and you change region, you change city, you get different menus, you know. Yeah. It's really good in Italy because you can travel to different town and each town has a different. No, I think I love that too about Italy, man. It's it, it's like you can't lose. It doesn't matter what city that you're in. Like I've been to, I've been there three times to three separate locations and I feel like each time I, I can't lose and there's so much more to see. That's how I feel about Italy and the country, you know? Yeah, I mean, is that the thing is like Italy is a small country and a lot of stuff. So if you like the sea, you can go to the seaside and then you're, yeah. you're going to the sea. You just take the car and then like have like in eight hours you're on the mountain. Yeah. Or you want go, you can go to the lake. You can go to the to the, yeah. to the park. You know, like national park and see the animal, white animal. You know. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that part about Italy too, man. And I'm also I wanted to ask you too, like, what are some of like the misconceptions about like coding that people may have that you you like that you notice, for instance, um, I don't know, uh, all coders don't care about like fitness or nutrition, or all coders like what what are some of the misconceptions about coders? Misconception, uh, they're all nerdy, like, like yeah, this, like, 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 <laughs> 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 no, yeah. is that about coding, the main one is like, oh, you must be a genius to be a coder, you know, or yeah. must be difficult, or must, you, you need a freaking university. Actually, no, I mean, you can do a coder in six months yeah. with, with proper training and proper study. You can do what I do in six months. Okay. Yeah. And then it's a matter of experience. Is how much shit you get through and then how much you solve. Yeah. But if you know want to coding and you want actually do this job, you choose to do some training and then you can even buy some course, professional course online, which is some are really good. Yeah. Choose your technology, and then in less than six months you can start working in that. Okay. Yeah. And you can make like remote jobs or you can start take remote jobs while you are not nine to five. Yeah. And you can see. If this is your career, yeah. And also, what would you say about the um? You know, there's a lot of rumors out there about artificial intelligence and it being capable at some point to be able to take the coding job away. Like, because if you can code smart contracts and all these different types of things already, people are saying that it's going to get to a point where it can maybe even start making everything plug-in, doing everything, so where you don't even need a coder. And so, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think it will affect the industry long term? Yeah, I mean, the industry, like, in the next five years, going to change a lot about coding. Yeah. And then there will be a lot of, like, AI tooling to code, okay? But who is going to build this AI tooling? The coder. So <laughs> what's the problem? Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, I was cutting the wood with the axe, okay? Now yeah. I'm cutting the wood with the chainsaw, okay? Yeah. What's the problem? I mean, I'm going to use the chainsaw. So it's going to be, like, instead of, like, consulting long documentation to remember how to query a MongoDB for the, some data. Yeah. Okay, I just asked the AI, hey, how can I put this that data in this table and on people that are, are aged more than 40? Yeah. Blah, 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 okay, copy and paste, doesn't work. Okay, you fix it because you're coding, you know? Yeah. Because AI can make the, the big, of the uh, can make the, the boring work for you. Yeah. repetitive stuff you know yeah the, the copy from the documentation and then compare the documentation for your use case and then make yeah. the, the modification and then you fix it but if you ever have already the case that you need and then you just need to fix a little bit it's like uh, for example you have it's like for ikea okay you buy furniture from ikea okay you just you got everything you just plug in okay you're done it's yeah. not like 
you have to cut the wood, chop the wood, and then make make everything from wood from the table, and then you take one week, you know. Yeah. Same result. Yeah. But what if it gets to a point where it can, for instance, you know, the the intelligence it compounds, right? Like over the course of time, it just compounds, 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 compounds until it gets to the point where it gets to the point where it's either superior to humans or at least to the human level, right? And so when it gets to that point or when it gets to the point of surpassing humans, what, what do you think, what do you say to when every, maybe it's just tap, type in ChatGDP or whatever, uh, build an app, you know? I mean, actually you can already build an app with ChatGPT. Yeah, but when does it get to the point where it literally can just build build it like without you having to do anything, lay a finger, maybe just asking you for username, password or whatever, or or some little details, but it's actually going back to you and asking you for little details so it can actually build the product that you want for you. And you can just type in, move this over here or move this over here when you're trying to do website design optimization and stuff like this. Um, what do you, what do you say to that? You know, like as the, you still like, need, you still need someone that know what to ask to the AI. But if you get intelligent enough to prompt the, uh, the, the protocol, then, you know, what would be the, well, it's limitless, right? At the end of the day, you know? Yeah, it's limitless, but maybe we're talking about like 50 years later, maybe yeah. to do this kind of stuff, say, hey, I want an app and then want to publish. Might happen, maybe. Yeah. Because I did a lot of automation myself, so I know what computer can do. Thing is, you still need people that build this function for the AI first. Yes, of course. And then the AI can use it. The thing is, uh, the AI will be, uh, and the, in the next few years, AI gonna be useful to to speed up the coding, and then help who is actual coding to do better code or faster code, mm -hmm. and gonna and gonna put a lot of trouble at a lot of newbies. It's yeah. like, for example, WordPress. Okay, you can install WordPress and then you get a website uh, if you click. Okay. Yes. The thing is, like people who do this can even swap a picture, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, this month I got two calls from someone who sold uh, an e-commerce, okay? Yeah. And he used the uh, WordPress and uh, WooCommerce plugin. Mm -hmm. And then the customer asked him, hey, I need to put some extra data when people order something on that. They don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's just few, do a few clicks. Yeah. <laughs> so That's crazy. And you cannot ask ChatGPT to do this, you know, yeah. because you actually you have to analyze the I don't know WooCommerce plugin, mm -hmm. and then see the data flow, and then see in which in which point you can insert data in the data flow. And I see right now AI can do a lot of stuff, and then but we're gonna see different type of AI. We're gonna see copyright AI. We're gonna see image AI, animation mm -hmm. AI, and then we're gonna see coding AI. They're gonna support the coders and gonna put Nimbus in trouble because hey now I have to code and then they ask the the, to the AI the code and then it could be pasta yeah. and then they send to the customer and then at the first problem they cannot fix it because they are not coder. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it makes absolute sense. But do you think that it will take that long? You said fifteen years. Because fifteen I years, I mean, say okay, like this. Okay, I I need an app and then just push an app and then push a button, publish on the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, app store you know yeah, yeah if 15 maybe 15 years or maybe 10 years right now we are just at the beginning so yeah. i don't know if they're gonna work out and everything because like yeah. you know when something start have attention people want to monetize and start working yeah but we're gonna see a lot of i i think it's my personal opinion we're gonna see corporate ai like close ai 
if you're going to see open AI. Yes, but it's already happening now. Like I know Russia has their closed AI. Um, I think China has it too. I'm not exactly sure, but I know for a fact Russia does. And um, this one's more open source. So people will build on top of it, you know. But, you know, also people who are actually coding uh, can take open AI and then retrain their own AI. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, for example, we have stable diffusion for picture, okay? Yes, of course. Now we already have unstable diffusion, which is the open source version. Yes. Yeah, but my, my thing is uh, <laughs> the world's going to get so crazy, man. Like, uh, because I'm, I'm looking at the, the integration of AI, and then you look at VR, you look at AR, you look at Web3. Um, yeah, the next 10 years, I think by 2030, uh, the dynamics and the shift of value is going to change your mass uh, a lot you know it's going to change a lot um, ai gonna be normal I, actually ai is already here and for example i say alexa or google you know yeah i say alexa put me some music isn't it on an ai or alexa yeah. what's the weather tomorrow yeah isn't the ai yeah it's a program that find the data for you and give you the data that you want yeah yeah it's just it's just uh it's consolidating the data, you know? It's yeah, it's, that, you know, it's an advancement of like Siri or yeah. Alexa or whatever. Yeah, what do you think about Google? You think Google's going to survive? Because um, did they release that, what, the Bards or whatever it was called? Yeah, the, the shit show. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got, they might survive if they use what they have wisely, you know? Because mm -hmm. Google is like kind of like... Uh, spray and pray stuff you know like yeah. they did a lot of investment on a lot of things and then uh, for example google plus remember google yeah, plus, google plus yeah. tried to compete with facebook okay yeah, because yeah. like everybody was hating on facebook and then they launched google plus but nobody gives a fuck about that you know and and we still have facebook now it's called meta but still yeah. we still have facebook still even if everybody hate on facebook okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. i still have it so uh google but they have to use it in the right way. I mean, the, the AI trend, they got the data, they got data center, they, mm. they have the asset to do, to shit on ChatGPT. Can you imagine the whole data they can trade the AI? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, they it's they can read your email, they get access to your photo on Google Drive, yeah. they can access to your conversation on WhatsApp mm -hmm. because the WhatsApp backup stay on Google Drive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man, how much data they have. But I know that Microsoft had been investing billions of dollars into AI software for a long time, you know, and that's why they're integrating it. Or did they already integrate it into Bing? I haven't, I haven't tested it yet. Did they already uh, integrate it? They already integrated it into Bing, but it's in beta version. So some yeah. people are integrating and then they say, wow, it's freaking fantastic. Yeah. Because the QNZ GPT is limited to, to 2021 data. Yes. And uh, as I read that the Bing version, yeah has access to internet. So the AI can access to the answer from the internet. And it can crawl all the data from the internet and consolidate it into the proper messaging that it needs when you when you type in the prompt, right? Yeah, which yeah. is kind of uh, dangerous because like, because AI is just refined the research for you, okay? Yeah. Right now we have Google, okay, being all, and then it's like you go to the library and yeah. then I find recipe or find how to, talk with the birds or how to code stuff, how to cook something, okay? Yeah. You have to look for yourself, okay? Yeah. With the AI, you have the same stuff, but you have a librarian and say, hey, I need a book 
to cook pasta. And yeah. then the guy go and take the book for you. And then you, you don't have to go through all the recipe and find pasta. Yeah, yeah. you got the guy give you the book, okay? Yeah. Which is faster. Research optimization. It's like, which was, no, this, this is a GPT. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I need to do, I don't know, copywriting on, I don't know, on JavaScript coding, okay? Yeah. I, had to, I had to do some article. What, what should I do? I go on internet and read some a bunch of stuff about JavaScript documentation and yeah. what other people say. Yeah. And then I take this data and then make my own data. Yeah. The AI just make this, this the same things, but faster. Yeah. Just go through all the data and then spit it out in the way you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. The thing is you have less control on that because for example, there is some political bias or they don't want to show you some research. Yeah, because you got the data already filtered by the AI. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true, man. That's that's another thing that's scary is like you could get the information, but maybe it's actually the information that they want you to see. So, but I mean, it is open source, right? So it shouldn't. ChatGPT is open source. No, it's gonna be uh, stable diffusion. ChatGPT is gonna be. They're gonna have open source in the closed source version. Stable diffusion have, a have open, open source. source one and. Yeah, I mean, it's not about data, okay? Because disabled diffusion make pictures, okay? Yeah. I want a picture of a bear on the bed reading a book, okay? Yeah. That's not dangerous, okay? The thing is, like, when you're dealing with data, you can censor or show what you don't want to show. Yeah, but there's going to be two forms of it because, um, yeah, I was listening to a to podcast from Imad Mustik, you know, the founder of um, Stable Diffusion. He was saying that there'll be an open source version and then there'll be a closed source version that, you know, the government and stuff will use, so... But there will be an open source version. There's no real way to stop it, you know. And he wants to give access to it, have everyone to get access to it. Right? I mean, for sure, we're gonna have an open source version. But my my question is, who's gonna pay for that? I mean, who's gonna sustain that? Because like an AI that crawled the web, yeah, and then get thousand million of query per day. I mean, gonna cost a lot in terms of like infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get open source software, but who's going to pay for the server? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's quite interesting, you know. Like, I'm not entirely sure uh, in terms of all the, you know, all the stuff is going on in the scenes and everything. But what I do know for sure is that this technology is coming. It's coming very, very quickly. Yeah, it's coming like at the smartphones, you know, like yeah. at the beginning it was the novelty and then who yeah. got money? buy it and then now yeah. it's like power of daily life so the ai is gonna be part of our daily life yeah you want to you like it or not gonna be on your daily life you're gonna have a a smart fridge gonna have a smart wash machine gonna have smart temperature or whatever you know yeah man it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting and crazy times man that's why like i, I tell people all the time like if you're not looking into these industries you know like ai vr ar web3 Gonna... I mean, we are at the beginning of the change of the technology change, like at the beginning of the internet, you yeah. know, like everything has come and then email not going to survive. Why should also listen to streaming when we have a radio? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And now you don't have internet, you're cut off for the world. You cannot even work. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be the same with the AI. We're going to see in the web three, going to be the same, everything technology. Yeah. At first, they're going to pause it. Okay. But for example, like we had horse with carriage, now we had cars, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, man. You're right. It, it must evolve, right? We we have to evolve. We can't stay the same. I think that's how we go extinct, right? You know, we must evolve. We must push the, the boundaries, you know? 
for civilization? Actually, because we are fucking lazy. I mean, you see, every technology is to make our life easier. Yeah. Well, it's it's to make our lives easier, but it's also to make the businesses' lives easier too. The thing is, we are made to survive. Okay. Yeah. You see, every form of life in this world, like from plants or animal, usually. It, they, you see, they want to survive. They, what they do is to survive. You know, yeah. you know, the plants grow up, and then when they have sun, they survive. Animal eat because they want to survive. They have to survive. Yeah. So what we do is like to make our survival easier. Yeah. You know, this, this now we don't have to hunt for our food. Like I don't have to go to the park to hunt some rabbit and <laughs> find some mushroom or climb the trees. Okay. Yeah. We got the supermarket. <laughs> buy some stuff and then okay it's our survival it's easier yeah we still have to do the same stuff but now it's easier yeah yeah that's why i don't believe in universal basic income you know i, I just never understood <laughs> never understood because it's like you want to take away our ability to survive then what would be the point of why people are innovative why people push boundaries why people strive to achieve and extract resources if resources are readily available all the time it doesn't really make any sense right I can't understand. I can't understand that because, like, I have been like for like for my young age poor. So yeah. it's like, oh, having magazine would be a, a me nice too. Thing. It's like me too. But but the thing is, like, that I have been like now. I have my company. I, I'm really not have like I have my. I can't afford to spend my money whenever I want. Like, I can yeah. not even work for two years. I'm still fine. Okay. Yeah. The thing is. I'm like that because I have been through the shit, you know. You yeah. Have to, you have to test yourself. You have to go through the difficulties to learn, you know. Yeah. Because like, if you don't fall, you don't learn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, every time you fall, and some people are stupid. Okay, never learn. Okay. But one of my friends say, "Hey, every time you fall, just catch, just grab something when you can." Yeah. You know, like you know. Yeah. This, this is a concept. I don't know. It's in Italian, but I don't know how to say it in English. Yeah. But it's like when you get up, try to catch something. Catch something, you, yeah. From, learn from, something, yeah. Learn something. So when you fail, actually, is a good lesson, you know. Exactly. Because like you are, you you don't have any problem. You're happy. You don't understand. You, you don't learn anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't freaking care. You have any problem? Why you should learn? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Actually, when you are hungry or you have a problem or something that's depressing you, something expressing you, yeah. that's when you learn. Yeah, because like your survival is in danger. Yes. So you must do something to survive the next day or to make your family survive or make your friends survive, your mother survive, your brother survive. Exactly. So that's why I don't understand trying to alleviate that feeling of needing to survive, because if you don't have that feeling to survive, then what's the point? You just sit on your ass and watch Netflix. The thing is, all these things are created because someone wanted to get partly to provide some level of value to society but also to survive right well now you can put your thing hat thing for hat because say because if someone if you depend on the government for your survival mm -hmm. you are a slave you are you're freaking slave yeah i yeah. mean if the people are independent okay and there is something they don't like in the government they can change it okay yeah but if the government force you something you don't like but you depend on the government for living yeah it's over it's this, but this is this is like this is what i call dystopian future that we're heading towards with cbdc's with ai with ubi you know universal basic income 
all these types of things are coming or potentially coming, right? Um, with UBI is potential in some countries. They kind of already have a, 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 a sort of kind of UBI system in Germany. You know, if you look at, um, for instance, like when uh, a girl gets uh, pregnant or whatever, they have this uh, uh, maternity leave mm -hmm. where they're able to, uh, the, 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 the girl's uh, able to stay at home for two years and you know, the government pays or when you, you unemployment checks, so they have a version of like UBI in Germany. It's just not as intense yet um, because it's not like forever, right? It's only for a period of time. But still, like when you get unemployed, you should still have that instinct to want to survive, right? You shouldn't just be able to, oh, okay, it's fine. I'm going to sit on my ass and, you know, get yeah, like this the check thing from the is government. Like, they get, they're making subtle so you don't feel it, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, she she's carrying it forward the humanity. She's giving birth to a child and then she, yeah. I mean, that's okay. But the thing is, like, you know, like, right now, you, you see, you cannot trust government because, yeah. like, the government usually are made to support people and regulate the society. Yeah. But right now, you see government are, are made to control people. Yeah. Because they don't want to lose power. Exactly. Know? Yeah. And this is, yeah, this is the struggle that we're in, you know, and people don't even, they don't even realize we're in the financial world right now. Most people think that everything is just fine. They're living in their own little bubble. They don't even know that there's a there's a huge fi global financial war going on. Not even just with with uh, crypto. If you just look at BRICS and what's going on there, you look at the fight for the petrol dollar and the petrol dollar system. You know, there's so yeah. many different moving pieces that's happening, and people they're just not paying attention at all. Man, I don't, I don't really understand. Uh, because people are so busy on in the day the daily problem. Okay, or mm -hmm. uh, because. And they, they cannot see the, the whole picture. They don't see the like the world is like going the brick. They don't even know people doesn't know what does mean brick, you know? Yeah. Which means like uh Brazil, Russia, India. Yeah. Uh it's a block of country, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making uh, they they are opposing the the the, the US hegemony yeah. um, in economy. Mm -hmm. The thing is, people are so busy to see the, the mainstream problem and yeah. the inflation, the daily problem, they, they have to pay the, so the rent or whatever, yeah. student debt loan, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. They don't, they, don't see, they don't have time to take care about that. Yeah. And that's another issue, too. That's when, you, when you're in this, like, when you're in that rat race, that's what the, the well, I don't know if I want to say the sickness, right? <laughs> I don't want to call it the sickness that we have for the past, you know, what, two two years or whatever. And um, it was great because it let everyone, it was like a global reset for some people. They were able to sit down, not be able to do anything and be able to analyze content, right? And not be too distracted. Some people did that, right? Some people didn't do that. Some people, they just, you know, watch Netflix and found, you know, tried to find things to do that were fun. You know, some people were being extremely productive, like myself, you know, I, I, I was working on my book and I was building skills um, in the um, in the crypto space, learning, understanding before I, I, I got in late in 2020. And um, yeah, for other people, they, they weren't as productive. They were more use that time to just to have fun and do whatever. But that's the thing, man. The Matrix wants you to work, 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 take the money spending on these businesses to make them rich and then work 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 and then die yeah it's a system based on that you know exactly so the the, the best way to control someone is through that that's why country have debts people have debts exactly you you make debts to pay your mortgage in your home you, you make debts to buy a car yeah. 
whatever you know if you have depths you have no choice to, to, to keep working to keep and, working and yeah. to do what they what they say because yeah. you you're all doing something you know exactly yeah and that's in this the thing is people can't all default on the debt. You know, that's, that's the credit based system, right? It, it has to keep functioning like how it is. You know, they have to keep uh, issuing out new bonds for people to buy so they can pay back only the interest because they can't even afford to pay the principal payments right now. It's crazy. And people don't understand. They keep increasing the debt ceiling, right? And when they keep doing that, it's just inflating the, the values of everything more and more. And the people that are wealthy with assets are just going to get richer and richer until there's the, the gap gets so big that people at the bottom can't even afford with just the, the basic minimum wage, food and uh, and rent and uh, gas. But it's the thing about it that people who are independent, like, like me and you, okay? Like yeah. if we're going to lose job tomorrow, we're not going to be desperate, okay? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, lose job, okay, we're going to make a travel, no? Yeah. <laughs> and we exactly. Share stuff. Yeah, because we have skills. We have skills, we have money aside, we have yeah. some network no yeah, network passive income stuff like this yeah so the thing is people like us are not the majority yeah. so usually when you have to target someone you target the majority no? yeah. so let's say we have like i don't know 60 percent 70 percent people like this okay yeah well, we're gonna target them you know is why you like i think from a logical point why should i target like at 20 percent when i can hit on 80 percent yeah it's true so it's just okay. You, you put on tax or try checking people, but you make the life harder for the eight, other eighty percent, so they can depend on you. Mm -hmm. Like you, you keep printing money, you put high inflation, so people have to keep working just to barely live. You know exactly, and that's the sad thing, man. It's it's people don't really get it because people don't understand inflation. They, they haven't educated themselves on inflation. They think they know. They think it's like, oh, yeah, it just means higher prices. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. people think inflation, ah, because things cost higher. Okay. But why? Yeah. <laughs> you think why yeah. costs more? Yeah. They don't, they, I was uh, talking actually to my younger brothers about it because I'm like, hey, did you, have you ever thought or asked yourself how does the bank function and, and like how they keep all these people that, that you see when you walk in there employed? You know, they never they never thought about it, you know, and that broke them down the banking system, how things work. And it blew their mind because they didn't think about it. You know, and I'm like people just going through life, not thinking, you know, getting taught how to think, not being able to take initiative. And the thing is, people, it's the same like, for instance, with crypto, man. People are going to wait until the government tells them it's OK, you know, and by that time, it's too late. It's too late. People when who, who is, got in. When government is okay, it means they already fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you, already, you already fuck up. I mean, like, okay, there is no escape. I mean, like. If yeah. they say okay, there is a way the government is already controlling it. Exactly. Exactly. So when you wait until the government tells you something's okay, then you, you don't ultimately you minimize the risk, which means you minimize your reward. Right. So, or some people don't, still don't get in even when the government tells them, you know, that it's fine, you know, but people are always waiting for people to tell them to do something before they do it. If I would have waited to, for someone to tell me to do something, I would have never quit my job. I would have never structured a company on my own. I would have never uh, built my financial freedom for myself. You know, I would have just, I would have just stayed working nine to five. You know, and just doing what basically what the what the matrix and what the government, what the programming, and everybody's telling me to do. You know, if I would have never left the U.S., if I would have listened to everybody, I would have just stayed in the U.S., stayed in that in that type of toxic environment where everything's this divisive. I don't know. You never been to the U.S., but I tell you about it all the time, man. It's so divisive. It's so divisive there, and 
I, bro, every time I go to go visit my family, I, I honestly, I, I get sad. The only thing that keeps me happy is my family, but I get sad. As soon as, as, soon as I land in the U.S., I just hear the English and I hear girls complaining about something and just the way that everyone is, how everyone functions, the food quality is really bad. I get sad, bro. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like, why am I here, you know? But my parents didn't live there. I would never go back to the States, man, because it's it's the Matrix, man. It's the Matrix where people are so concerned. Like, you shouldn't be – it's not about how much money you're making. It's about how much – like, how you can leverage the money so you can have financial freedom, right? It's not about – like, if someone can make $50,000 a year and be more free than someone that's making $200,000 a year because how they're making the money. Because maybe they have real estate properties. They have crypto investments. They have dividend stocks. You know, they have these things that are paying them passively. So where – their time is free. That's freedom, you know. Not 200k a year in in New York, where you're you're commuting in a subway every single day, and you have to be somewhere at a certain time, and you're working 60 hours a week. That's not freedom, bro. And your colleagues are national. You cannot say anything. Yeah, you can't say anything. You know, it's <laughs> that's not freedom. You know, it's it's uh, and also another thing about the states is the the culture there, man, in terms of like the dating and how the women are, it's, it's complete, it's chaos, man. It's chaos. But I, I, I recognize this super early, bro. I left when I was 19, but I recognized this yeah. when I was like 15, 16. And I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. Like, yeah, I was, I, I had wins. Like I was winning when I was there, but I was like, yo, this, this uh, movement of diminishing the way of the natural state of how men and women are, I'm not with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's confusing, probably because people, you know, don't have to care much about about find food to put food on the table. So they find other problems to take care of. Exactly. Yeah. It's first world. This was called first world problems. Yeah. I mean, you know? like if you are like a nine to five struggling to put food on your freaking table. Yeah. You don't have time to, to worry about that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the States, they have they have way too much money, man. To, yeah. To some have too much. Some don't have enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's crazy. Uh, the average salary in the States is, I think, like around like $42,000 or something. And that's like not that much money in the U.S., man. I mean, you consider like how much the rent is, the food, the car that you have to buy. Like some people are paying like $700 a month for just their car uh, payments. Then you have insurance, the health yeah, insurance. insurance. So a lot of people are in debt because of college. Because I, I was telling my parents this when I was um when I was younger. I was like, yo, I don't. It doesn't make sense for me to go to college if I'm going to be in debt. Why would I go to in debt? And they, and they was like, oh, you got to get a degree. You got to get a degree. And I'm like. And then spend your, free, your, your whole life to pay, your, pay it your, off. Your, your... To pay it off. I'm like, this is really stupid. Like, I, I wasn't very smart enough to really understand the full scope of the macro of how all these things work. But I was smart enough to know that being a debt slave is not the move. You know? Yeah. Have debt means you. You stay in the system as a slave. You know? Exactly, and I was like, I don't want to. I don't want it. So um, I took a risk, and uh, I chose a different path, man. And I left the U.S. when I was 19, and bro, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Like honestly, like leaving the U.S. it opened my mind so much. And the thing is, my my family, they don't still get it, man. Like that's why, like, there's a little bit of a disconnect with my with me and my family. It's a slight disconnect because. We just view things, our, our worldviews are completely different. Their focus is on the U.S. And the thing is, I try to tell them that. And the thing about Americans, they're very, very, they, they're very, very uh, toxic, you know, and very divisive in conversation. You can't have a simple conversation with Americans and really get your point across and they get your point across and then you guys understand each other. And it's something that's progressive, you know, it's, it's not healthy conversation. It's more just 
attack, 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 attack. And I don't mean it to attack them. I just noticed that their behavioral patterns and their worldviews and the way that they think, I try to expand it, but it's kind of hard if you've never really been out the country, you know? I, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be wrong. So yeah. the thing is, someone is reasoning about like this data and this data, yeah. but you did travel to a lot of country and a young age, and then you see other countries. Yeah. So you get this data, this data. So you get no comparison. Exactly. You know? So you have a broader point of view. Exactly. But that's the thing they don't understand. The thing is, it's, I don't really think it's just them. I think a lot of Americans are very radically ignorant, man. Like, I think I really, I really think there's something wrong with it. It's just they're brainwashed. You know, you try to tell them something, and even if they have, they're not a subject matter expert at the topic, they'll try to pretend as if they are, you know? And that's yeah, the part cultural of appropriation and stuff. Yeah, like you know? And I'm like, dude, there's so much in this world that you don't know, man. And um, I, I still feel like there's not a lot of things that I know, you know, because every day I wake up and I want to learn something new and I want to grow. I want to get better. And if you think that you know everything, then you're, you've stopped your progress as a person. How can you progress if you think you know everything? Yeah, that's, that's the main problem of like not the U.S., but like every country, you know, yeah. or, or, like, or it's like a personal problem. If you don't. If we don't think you need to learn something new, why you should? Learn, you know? Yeah. Anyway, why you should? <laughs> it's why, like, we have, uh, we can call it like modern commodity crisis. Like, everything is so comfortable. Yeah. That you don't have, like, unless you get, uh, you need a really, really strong motivation to learn something new or yeah. yourself. Like, I say, I want to improve my life, or because like I got some tragedy or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But usually, people who have a really quiet life, they have their own hobbies uh, yeah. and stuff. They don't want like change country, build a new business, build new skills, yeah, or, or whatever. Because like people are so get used to be mentally lazy because we have all the technology that helping us, you know. Yeah. That now, why well, say why I have to do it? No, why? I mean, like, I got my nine to five. I pay my rent. I pay for my food. My kids go to school. I, I can. I, I enjoy my car in the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy to the Walmart, buy my stuff, and I eat some crap while watching yeah. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I just feel like there's like when you have to go to someone to ask for permission to be able to do something that you want to do. That's nuts to me. That's absolutely crazy. Like, imagine. I mean, because now you have taste the the freedom to do that. I say you can, you have you have the taste. That, yeah, you don't like this customer. Say okay, sorry, you can go to another one. Okay. Yeah. But you are nine to five, and then you either ball your head and then have it or not have it. Okay, yeah. it's ball your head. Okay. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, yeah, man, I think that's pretty much everything that we had to cover, man. Like we just hit our time limit, I think, just now. Yeah. So. Bro, I just want to say thank you again, man, thank for you. coming you on, me. coming on the pod, man, sharing a little bit of knowledge, man. We got, we got to do this again, man. I, I love, I enjoy talking to you just as a person. Um, you're a great human being. Um, like our usual bar chat. This is our usual bar chat. Yeah, literally, <laughs> this is literally all, like type of topics we talk about all the time, man. So it's good to uh, to for us to share our thoughts and vent a little bit and hopefully provide some value to you guys. So. Guys, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Mooncast and uh, peace.